Hi, I'm Susanna, and this is The Susanna Gibbs Show. Today on the podcast, we have Rick Shu from the podcast, Friends from Work, Let's Chat. This is a pop culture podcast where he, Brian Chatlin, and Courtney Cheek discuss all things pop culture, and it's really like hanging out with your friends, talking about your favorite shows, if your friends are very articulate, smart, and in the know on all the behind the scenes of your shows. So I hope you enjoy. On another note, this podcast is a passion project, work in progress. So we're really working to up our technology game. Thank you for being here with us. We're going to do some more stuff on the YouTube side and hopefully more editing on the videos. So thank you for being here. We decided to start this because we thought it would be more fun to talk about art and business and culture versus your comp and collision deductibles. So you're welcome. But I hope you'll go to GiveAgencyDallas.com to check us out and let us give you a quote and give you more content. So now on with the show. Appreciate it. It's great. I'm super excited to talk to you. Of course. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. I'm just going to jump in because I don't do good with small talk anyway. I'm incapable of it. I have <laughs> I have questions, actually, because I've listened to your podcast, Friends from Work, Let's Chat, because you do a deep dive into The Mandalorian, which I am so confused. Is The Mandalorian, which shows is The Mandalorian set between? Help me. Well, The Mandalorian right now, I think the best way to put it, if you think about the sequels, yes, Rey, who eventually becomes Rey Skywalker, is a little girl, if she's born. Yeah, she's probably born. She's a little girl. Poe is a little boy. Finn is probably not born yet. Well, I don't know. He's. I think he's probably actually older than Rey now that I think about it. He was a stormtrooper. He's probably a little dude somewhere. So if that helps, okay. right? Yes. So Luke... So Luke's appearance in Boba Fett, which is essentially, uh, let me put my phone, turn it around here. It's all tied in together with the Mandalorian. Obviously, it's all overlapped, and that's you know the Mandalorian is where Boba Fett was reintroduced anyway, uh, technically. Um, so it's all post like Empire has fallen, Emperor is dead for now. You know, Vader's Anakin again as a Force ghost with Yoda and Obi Wan. They're off doing Force ghost stuff. So it's in that time period. So, in fact, what's happening right now in The Mandalorian is that you're seeing the seeds really build for the First Order. And particularly this last episode, it really hit it on the nose. So the sequel trilogy is really tying in to uh, to all this stuff. So that was pretty, I hope that helps. That does. But that was pretty cool when I was going through and listening to your podcast because I know it's about pop culture and shows and all fun things like that. But it was all kinds of deep dives into the show that I'm – that I pretty much just watch with my kids. But I was like, oh, they're demilitarizing here, and that's going to answer this question here, and that's going to answer this question here. How do you decide which shows you're going to talk about? Well, that's just it. That's funny. And and I'll say this. On our last episode of Friends from Work, I had Pete Fletcher from Around the Galaxy. Brilliant Star Wars mind. Like, the guy knows his lore more than I do. And he and I had an in-depth discussion about this very thing that you're talking about is – has Star Wars, are, are they getting a little carried away with ex, with expectations for their audience? So right now, if you don't know Rebels and Clone Wars and a lot of this animated stuff, you are you can be lost. And so my advice to everybody is like, don't sweat that. Don't worry if this particular character has been introduced in animation and there's this backstory. Just don't even worry about it right now. Just watch the show and, and hopefully they're introducing the characters properly where that won't matter. It's just hard for me to be able to say one way or the other because 
I'm so in it that I'm going, what is the layman Star Wars fan that's just watching it for entertainment? Which, by the way, is 90% of the people that watch this stuff. People like me, we're a minority within a minority within a minority. We just... We just we have these microphones and Twitter and we talk about it and we can sometimes control the narrative, but we're not the vast majority of people that go see these movies. So that's something that I that I think Lucasfilm has on their hands and they they need to kind of watch and just make sure that you know it's not supposed to be heavy homework, right? It's just it's a space opera, but uh, but there's obviously a lot of history going on. So now to answer your question in terms of what do we what we choose to talk about. You know, I would love to sit here and tell you there's some kind of strategy to this, but there's three of us that host the show, Brian Chatlin and Courtney Sheik, fellow actors, by the way, uh, hence the name, um, Friends from Work, that's where it came from. It's a Thor reference from Marvel, but we are all met through acting, and there you go. Right now, it's more just like, you guys see this? Let's talk about it. <laughs> Star Wars Celebration, the Oscars, like whatever. And it's just, things are just coming at us so fast, so I'm just kind of grabbing things. Now, anything for me that's Star Wars or Batman DC related, I gravitate towards that naturally. So, and I keep telling myself every week, all right, let's do a show on, let's talk about Tarantino's filmography. Let's, let's dive, just deep dive into, you know, Scorsese or whatever, Mel Streep's career. And I have all these ideas and I get sucked into Star Wars stuff every week. Are you looking for the Star Wars audience or is that part of the process or are you just having a good time? A little bit of both. Yeah. So I spent so many years over at uh, Batman on film and uh, a decade, eight, nine years. And essentially what that show was is what Friends from Work is. It was just an all-encompassing pop culture show. And so we could talk about, we had a license to talk about things. So people are like, well, why are you talking about Star Wars on Batman podcast? I'm like, well, first of all, Burger King has a chicken sandwich. Secondly, uh, it's a satellite show. Right? That's the, hence the, the name. So really, at the end of the day, that's what this show is. is I just wanted to show that we could just kind of geek out on and and talk about whatever we want to talk about but to your question on a subconscious level i also understand that to build an audience there has to be some consistencies so i want people to want to watch me in particular give star wars analysis give batman analysis because that's my passion then courtney is really awesome with her disney knowledge just like i'm talking disney as a whole and i think that'll ultimately be her strength on the show um, I say ultimately, meaning that she wasn't on another podcast for a decade before this, right? So she's she's new to it. She's great. And then Brian is, man, the guy just kind of knows a little bit about everything, enough to be dangerous, and he can talk about <laughs> anything pop culture. They both can. So you need to think of a topic and let me know, and let's you come on the show, and let's talk about your favorite pop culture mm. thing. That'll help me, that'll, that'll help me break the... The Star Wars Batman run I'm in right now. Brian is a great foil for you um, on the most recent one that I listened to. I, actually, it's not the most recent one because I haven't. Wa- I'm behind on the Mandalorian. But Brian is a great foil for or opposite of you, I think, and he does provide some really um, interesting um, feedback, expertise, insight. It's just nice to have that other perspective. And he did mention um, The Last of Us, which I think is an opportunity. I'm not The Last of Us expertise, but you are watching Pedro Pascal in The Mandalorian. And fans of The Mandalorian are also loving him in Last of Us, which is anybody who's played that game. There's so many cool things in there. Um, Do you guys sit down before the show and do any planning? Or do you literally just show up and go, let's go? 
I mean, because you guys have known each other a long time. This is true. And, and it's with those guys, with Courtney and Brian, both for that matter, I will email topics and say, let's talk about these things. But I like to let things just kind of roll. It's, mm. it's also weird. We're we're balancing out having a podcast and then having the YouTube platform. So it's just a work in progress, period. I mean, we're brand new. We've we were on episode eight? Eight, eight, eight in terms of the actual official podcast. And then we probably have six or seven other just random videos up of just stuff that's not converted to a podcast. So it's still new, but it's, it just gets better. I'm not think, thinking this thing is going to be some kind of life changer. and We're all going to retire on it. Uh, although that'd be awesome. I just want this thing to pay for itself, to have an audience and us just have fun and, and, and celebrate fandom because the toxicity of fandom is, is poisonous I don't know if you're kind of privy to that, but like the underbelly of Twitter, Facebook fandom is like more toxic sometimes than politics. And that's quite literally true. I can say that firsthand. Let me let me pause here because I'm not on Twitter. So when you talk about the toxicity of Twitter, is it what was the other one you said? YouTube? Yeah. So anything I just call it online fandom, anything that's any anything that someone has to can log into and oftentimes be anonymous and is it just you know like trolling like, right. is that is is it similar or what do you yeah yeah i would say that it is and like there's also there's such a weird hate hateful element to this sometimes and so i, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole in fact it's what we're trying to be antithetical to right and i don't want to get political on your show here uh <laughs> <laughs> but like the, the the so like the the, the new the new star wars had a lot of diversity had a lot of you know strong female leads that just weren't leia like one random which was awesome as she was and revolutionary she was and as a result of that it's a lot of like it's woke it's feminist agendas it's and and it, it's not just i mean it's a lot of it and it sometimes can like and it's like, man, this is supposed to just be fun. Like, if this becomes a source of stress and anger and animosity, and this is supposed to be the escapism, we have no hope. Like, Star Wars is supposed to be an escape from all that stuff. It's not supposed to be the root no, of it. No, Star Wars is supposed to be is. fun. Just fun. Right. Fandom. And that's the whole purpose of this show is let's just have fun. That's it. Uh, everything else we can fine tune and, and all that. We got all the talent in the world to do it, especially with those two. So, so, but at the end of the day, if we're just if we're just having fun, that's all that matters. Yeah. So this podcast, we talk about it's fun. Star Wars is fun. It's very different from your other podcast. You have a political podcast currently, Left Crew Politics, and I know that gun violence mm-hmm. is a big issue for you. But are both podcasts outlets for you because they're they seem very different? They've got very different audiences. I don't. I mean, you're not even looking to cross those audiences, are you? No, in fact, I try not to because I don't, as as politically charged as I am, I've got this thing internally and I never want to lose it where for the most part, unless someone's actually racist or something, and that's entirely different. That's a, that, that goes beyond politics. That's just a bad, you're just a bad person. But people with just different political beliefs, I can shut that off in friendships and like, let's just not talk about it. And some of my best friends are 
very different ends of the spectrum and, and support certain people that I have disdain for and et cetera. We just don't talk about it. So I want to just get that on the record that I'm not, I don't let it cross over into my personal life. I, I used to, but I don't anymore. It's not worth it. We're changing the name to get rid of the left for a lot of the reasons I'm talking about to make it also so much more inclusive. Like I don't want it to be where these left-leaning liberals or something like, how about we're just Americans that have our, certain things that we really care about that are important to us. Let's pull up a chair. Let's literally have a beer and let's talk about this stuff. And um, that's really the goal with that. And so I think the, the name change is going to really be helpful and healthy because having left in there already like, yeah. pff, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's already, there's already this contentious statement. It, it, the, the thing was originally called left shoe politics and it was like that for about a year or so. And it was just a joke. Somebody was like, and I used to put a lot of politics on my personal Facebook page with my mom's friends. Said, Why don't you start a f- Facebook page and call it Left Shoe? I was like, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a great name. And then I did. And I brought on two friends. And then we kind of be partners. And then we changed it to Left Crew, launched the podcast. But then here we are all these years, years later. And I just want to drop it. I want to drop that name. And I just want to talk politics and things that matter and have people from all walks of life come on. And I've done it in the past, and we're going to continue to do it, and we're going to really ramp it up here pretty soon. So it should be fun. I had a, I had a pastor on my podcast last week, and um, he was a lovely man. He had lost his hearing at a very young age. Didn't sound like it, though. He had really amazing voice training. You could barely tell <laughs> that he can't hear his own voice. Wow. But it was interesting to asking him about how different pastoring is because he's been a pastor for 40 years but he's like the division between people like we've got to love each other despite our differences um and it gives me a little bit of hope that maybe the more people talk about bringing it back to the middle and let's have let's talk about things with other people that we may not agree with that's right maybe we can find star wars as our common ground and then talk about things that I don't know, religion, politics, things you're not supposed to talk about. And you know, when you really get down to it, and what I've noticed is I had this gentleman, Dr. Doug Frederick. He's a, what do you call an eye doctor? I'm so lame. Ophthalmologist? Thank you. It's ophthalmologist or an optometrist, and it depends on their level of schooling. Well, he has his own practice in Manhattan, so I'm assuming he's the upper tier, of the, just yep. by virtue of his practice. Um but big time Trump supporter. I've had him on twice. The first time I had him on, we yelled at each other a lot for two hours. And it was, it was good rock and roll radio. But I was like, mm, if I have him back, how, how do I approach this a little differently? And he came back. And what I said to him, I said, let's find common ground in something. And we're going to end this episode talking about that thing for 10 minutes. Not politics. And like to send that message out, and he was a, he was a, to give him a lot of credit. He was a big sport. We had a fiery debate. It was a lot better than the first one. It was more grounded and more mutual respect than the fu and oh, give me a break and all that. Um, I'm not saying there was a little bit of that, but it was also you know you got a Texan and a New Yorker. Our personalities are very similar. People don't realize that, but they are. But we talked about Stevie Ray Vaughan for ten minutes in music. And, oh, nice. And, and, and blues in general, really. But our love for Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I thought. Okay, we need a little bit more of that on the show and a lot more of that in the world, right? To your point, like we're we're more alike than the politics will lead us to believe. You know, our similarities are, are bigger than our differences. They should be. 
I was never comfortable with some of the hate that got spewed on my page when people, I would post something that they would disagree with. But you've never really seemed uncomfortable with a fight, but this is a mellower version of Rick Shoe than I think I've seen in a long time. <laughs> you've known me a long time. I have known uh, you a very long time. Yeah, I mean, I think so. You know, it's age, right? It's age and wisdom. And also just it's strategy too. Like even with politics, for instance, same thing we're talking about now. Like I, you asked me five years ago, do you want a neutral political name? Like hell no, left, left, liberal. And that's that that part of me is gone. Like I don't I don't think that way anymore. I don't I don't want to be tribal. I mean, I, what I believe, I believe, and there are certain things I I believe very passionately about, and that will be contentious with with people that are opposed to those, especially when it comes to things like gun violence and whatnot. But uh, but no, it's just not worth it. Plus, I want to be here. You know, I had kids late, so I'm not going to be a, a grandpa anytime soon. Knock on wood, not going to happen. So, you know, I want to be here holding grandkids when I'm in my 80s. And that level of like, because it's stressful. It's stressful to be that pissed off or to be that passionate. You know, I had an old business partner. He's also one of my best friends, and we grew up together, uh, Joe Cleveland. You know, you don't own a bar with every best friend that you have. And... So he said to me one day, he said, this was years ago, he said, your problem is, he said, in your personal life and your professional life, man, you ride the highs and you ride the lows. I need you to coast, dude. You got to coast. And he meant that in my personal and professional life, everything. And he may not realize this, but that advice, it didn't happen overnight, but it it played in my head for years and years and years. And it just slowly kind of like got it. I was like, nah, I get what he's saying now. He's right. Like, let's not ride the highs and ride the lows so much. Because if you ride the highs, where's the only place you can go is you're going to crash. And then when you crash, then you're crashed and burned. And then you're that you're at that level for however long. So I feel like I rode the highs and lows a lot more when I was acting. Did you? Because it's the high of booking the job, it's the low of not booking the job, the times in between, and the farther I get away from it, the more I feel like I'm in the middle a little bit, like I feel like I'm coasting, and I do feel a lot overall happier, even though I don't have those big highs. Are you doing much acting right now? Well, first, let me just say this. I want to answer that question, but one one of the things when I met you and I hope you don't take this as a backhanded compliment and certainly not an insult. It's not. It is a compliment. But you were intimidating because you were – We met. I, I believe we actually met on the set of, a, of Falling Hard, mm-hmm. right? I think so. That's where we met. I think Dude, we we've met. we've known we each might other have so long. It's so weird. Before. You don't even remember how you met. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that was – But I think it was Falling Hard. But, but, but probably. So this is 1999, mm-hmm. 2000, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. And you always seemed, here we were, a bunch of knucklehead actors, men and women, and we were all flighty and, in the, you know, and you walked in the room and you would speak and you would have your thoughts and your opinions and talk about a scene. I'm like, well, she's like a old soul. <laughs> you were, to, to me, you were never that flighty, goofy in the clouds actor like we all were. And I, I swear to God, I'm not just making, I'm not just saying this now. Like that was my first, that was my impression of you. And it's stuck. And then over the years when I got to know you, we became friends and everything. I thought, you know, that's what I love about you is that you are, you're, you're, first of all, you're consistent, but you're, 
I don't know. You just there's something about you that's been different than all the rest of us in that acting world. And so I, I know you're this is your show. So forgive me for trying to interview you, but a little bit force of habit. I'm also just genuinely curious. Why are you not acting anymore? Is it does it have anything to do with that? And you're just kind of over it, or um, what are, what's going on with you? Because you're also really. All right, talented. I'm going to do a real short answer. Thank you. You're very kind. Um, because I want to get back to you. Um, you know, COVID okay. really changed everything. A lot of things. I've been slowly doing less and less work because I have kids and I want to be there and I want to be grounded for them. But you know, Joe had a job this past week on The Chosen, which is an amazing production. Um, he had a great experience, but he was oh. sitting down with Damon Carney and some other guys who've been doing it for as long as he have. And he was like, you know, it was so nice. It was different than when we were younger. And we were all like, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing this. He's like, we just sat down and we had a conversation about how hard it's been, how hard it's been since COVID to find work, to keep work. Cause you're not in the room. You're not auditioning anymore. Um, so, I mean, the short answer is, is COVID, really. Um, but I also don't miss, and I had a job recently, and I got, I waited around until 8 p.m. for somebody to come and tell me that I would be on set at 7 a.m. in Arlington, and what was going to be a half day was in a full day, and then I'm scrambling to find somebody to pick up my kids, and I was like, I don't miss this part, you know? I just don't miss it. That part sucks. Yeah. But I do carry a ton of the things that I've learned in acting into my professional world, like mm -hmm. active listening, play the opposite, which is one of my personal favorites. Um, mm -hmm. So what do you, do you, do you miss it? Do you keep it with you? What's, what's, where are you at with it? So, so I, I, I do miss it. Now, in 2019, I got back into it, and it was a fun year. I didn't book anything, but, like, I was reading for Better Call Saul, and I kept getting called back in, and Linda McAllister was like, Rick, they love you. They want to read you for this part. And they were treating me like the character actor that I am. And um, that was such an amazing experience. And then 2020 hit and COVID and everything else, and I just never got back into it. And um, and then, you know, I'm you know Jen and I met in uh, late 2020, and meeting her, like I can't even tell you how amazing she has been to my to, to my life. And one of the one of the first things she said is, "Why are you not acting anymore? And why are you not really podcasting anymore?" As at the time, I wasn't doing either. And to have someone in your corner that wants you to explore the things that make you who you are, right? Acting isn't doesn't define us, but it's just in our it's part of our DNA. For me, it's just like restaurants. It's just a passion. It's just acting restaurants pop culture that's like that's me and so having her in my corner has been a big deal and to your larger point that you made a moment ago i think just some of the qualities that you can get from 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 training and learning how to be an actor those attributes you can apply to things in real life just like you talked about with listening you know when, when i learned that acting really at its core if you're doing it right at least in this particular philosophy of acting is listening and reacting and to do that and, and and watch yourself become a better actor and a better scene partner and everything else and all of a sudden you're a better interviewer and interviewee and you're a better podcaster you're a better person because you're listening to people better so I, I i take that with me as well but i am going to get back into it in fact i'm interviewing next week because i live between houston and dallas now but my primary residence is here in the houston area and uh pastor Ernie nice. Bosby. 
uh, I was and I was with them twenty something years ago. God, I remember and, them from uh, when I was in Houston. It's been a long time since I've heard that name. They're still rocking it, and so I'm talking to them next Thursday. They've got my, I got new headshots. They got my reels. So I'm gonna throw my name back in the hat, and just for fun, and to your to your awesome husband's point, that's what I'm looking for. Is I just want to go and book, and we're sitting around. We're just talking about kids. We're talking about life. We're talking about the art of acting or whatever. We're not talking about. So I was with this person. I did this, and I talk, I met. Uh. I, I, I auditioned for Spike Lee. I'm going to L.A. next week. I got this friend. It's a he's a writer for this. Like I can't. I can't handle that BS anymore. I was in LA last year. Jen and I went for a few days and I had, we had a blast and I still love LA, but I'm like, I could never do this game again here. Like we were, we were coffee shops, bars, everywhere we went. She's looking around. She's like, is everybody in this town like an actor or producer? I'm like, uh, you have no idea. (laughs) Like you can just hear it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I can't do that. Done with that nonsense. But to Joe's point, like if I can, book a job and we can just sit around and just talk man that's that's cool well rick i appreciate you taking time to talk with me i wish we had more time i have a sales meeting that's starting in five minutes which is where we go and we role play and we bring in things that i've learned in the acting world about active listening and and stuff like that but it's fun well, you're a, you're a, you're a dear friend. I love your family, and uh, you're also an awesome agent. <gasps> Thank you. You are, I and mean, you are amazing. And we 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 the shoe family appreciate well, you. We're very glad much. to have you. Thank so. you. How can people find you? Tell tell everybody where they can find you. I know there's lots of places. Tell them the goods. Well, I'll I'll plug I'll plug, plug the it. show. So go to friend friends work pod is it's because friends from work is kind of friends work pod is where to find us on twitter on instagram on facebook uh just follow us itunes stitcher we're all over podcast youtube hit us up and just have some fun with us we're just geeking out so hopefully it's contagious and you enjoy i gotta catch up with the mandalorian so i can jump back in the doctor scene it was the doctor episode man it killed me i was like what is happening and then that was very Andor- yes. Andor-esque. So anyway, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. See ya. Bye-bye. If you'd like to connect with us, go to gibagencydallas.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again, and we look forward to being with you again soon.